Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indiana by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 724 of WaveScan for release on Sunday, January 8th, 2023. On the program today, a radio wedding for the grandparents. USA shortwave stations on the air in 1926. And our Philippine DX report. On five previous occasions here on WaveScan, we have presented interesting information about radio weddings. Weddings that were broadcast live over a radio broadcasting station. In Jacksonville, Florida, Wendy Heap came across some of the information about our presentations of radio weddings, and she made contact with the Radio Heritage website in New Zealand. And webmaster Chris Mackerel forwarded her email communication onto us here in the United States. Full of family excitement, Wendy explained that her grandparents were married in a wedding ceremony that was broadcast live over a medium wave station here in the United States. 50 years later, her grandparents were interviewed live over that same radio station as part of their golden anniversary celebrations. Wendy has a recording of that radio interview, which we'll hear in a few minutes. Ray Robinson now presents the latest episode of our Radio Weddings. Thanks, Jeff. Wendy Heap is an education executive in Jacksonville on the Atlantic coast of Florida, the largest city and area in the United States. Wendy recently entered into a spate of extensive research about radio weddings, and she's made this information available to us for use here in forthcoming programs in WaveScan. The radio station that broadcast the wedding of Wendy's grandparents was WGST in Atlanta, Georgia, though the original call sign for that station was the sequentially issued letters WBBF. The new WBBF was owned by the Georgia School of Technology, now the Georgia Institute of Technology, and the technical equipment was donated to the school by the Atlanta Constitution newspaper. The Constitution had previously operated their own radio station under the call letters WGM, though they had closed that station six months before the new WBBF was established. The inaugural broadcast from WBBF was at 7.30pm on Monday, January 14th, 1924. The one-hour-long programme consisted of official speeches, and it was concluded with a school band of 50 students playing the school identification melody. The originally allocated frequency for WBBF was 1110 kHz, with a licensed power of 500 watts. Back then, they were only on the air for just one hour a week. During the following year, 1925, the call sign was changed from WBBF to WGST, indicating rather obviously the Georgia School of Technology. Then three years later again, in 1928, the FRC, then the Federal Radio Commission, required the station to change channel from 1110 kHz to 890 kHz, where they remained for 13 years. The next channel change occurred in 1941, when they were required to move once more, this time to what has become their permanent channel, 920 kHz. 
During the wartime years, the WGST studios and offices were located in the Forsyth Building at the corner of Forsyth and Walton Streets, right opposite Georgia Tech's campus. The antenna was strung between two supporting towers on top of the Forsyth Building. In 1956, they transferred to another location on the school campus, this time above the locker rooms in the Alexander Memorial Coliseum. The school sold their radio station in 1974, and it was resold 11 years later in 1985. And then four years later again in 1989, Moody Bible Institute in Chicago took over station WGST and changed the call sign to WAFS. In 2004, Salem Communications, who already operated WGKA, obtained station WAFS, and they swapped the call signs and operating channels of the two stations. And thus the 920 kHz station became WGKA, which is still on the air to this day, with 14 kilowatts during the day and 500 watts at night. Back in 1930, the studios and offices for radio station WGST were moved into the Ansley Hotel, which stood 12 storeys tall at the corner of Williams and Forsyth Streets in downtown Atlanta. That location today is a large parking garage, or as Brits would say, a multi-storey car park, with what was a Dunkin' Donuts at street level. At the time when Wendy Heap's grandparents were married, the studios and offices for medium-wave radio broadcasting station WGST were in the Ansley Hotel, and apparently the transmitter and aerial towers were still located in the nearby grounds of the Georgia School of Technology on North Avenue in Atlanta. The radio program schedule for station WGST, as printed in the Atlanta Constitution newspaper for Thursday, July the 30th, 1931, shows that Mr. J.B. Eason and Miss Gussie Heist will be married in a radio ceremony at 7.15pm, conducted by Dr. D.W. Dodge, the pastor of the Central Congregational Church in Atlanta. Mr. J.B. Eason, aged 31, worked as a fireman for a local railway company, and he was popular in Atlanta as an accomplished musician, playing piano and xylophone for two musical groups, the Melody Kings and the Xylophone Band. Miss Gussie Heist lived in the family home at Howell Mill Road, and she was employed as a business secretary in Atlanta. Newspaper reports declared that several thousand listeners tuned in to radio station WGST to hear the broadcast of the Eason Heist wedding. And Wendy Heap tells that as time went by, her grandparents gave birth to seven children. In 1981, the Eason grandparents celebrated their 50th or golden wedding anniversary, and they were interviewed by radio station WGST in honour of that significant occasion. Normally about now, we go back to news with Bob Cox or whoever's with us about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. But today we're going to go for go to Jacksonville, Florida for a brief but very special visit with some pretty special folks. Mr. and Mrs. J.B. Eason are with us from Jacksonville. Uh, that name may not exactly be a household word, but if you were here with WGST 50 years ago, you might remember them. Mr. and Mrs. Eason were married here on WGST 50 years ago today, so they're celebrating their golden anniversary with a return to news radio. Mr. and Mrs. Eason, how are you? Fine, thank you. Is, uh, is Mr. Eason there? Yes, sir. Okay. Mr. Eason, can you hear me? Speak up, Daddy. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wondered how you were doing. 
Why did you get married on the radio? Well, I had a band. So I remember the band. And I played a lot there on the WTST. And I don't know. I was in and out of the much. Had you met at WGST? No. Hmm. Mrs. Ethan, where did you meet? Well, we lived in the same, about the same neighborhood. And uh, we had met... Uh, previously before, and I would go with him to the station. He had his band on the air, and uh, and he played piano and xylophone uh, and marimba. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just spent a good bit of time in and out, and uh, they decided to give us a wedding over the air. Now, when he gave the, when did he propose the idea to you of having the wedding on the air? Yes, sir. What did you think when you first heard about it? Well, I didn't quite agree with him, but then after so long a time, we decided on it, and uh, John Clockworthy was um, manager of the station at the time, and he thought it was a good idea. So I went along with it, and it was very nice. What happened? Was it a long ceremony? No, sir. It was about uh, 25 minutes, I guess, or so. And uh, it was just uh, just a nice wedding. We had uh, you know friends to stand up with us, and my mother stood up with us. And, and uh, we had... Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Mrs. Pasco Powell, she was Aunt Sally with the children program there. She sang and played for us. And, uh, and uh, it was just real nice. Now, a radio studio, as you know, is not exactly the biggest thing in the world. Did you have room for everybody? Yeah, we had room for everybody. Sure did. And then we had a reception at my mother's house after the wedding. And it was real nice. The band provide the music? Yeah, we had a, just a small band. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the first radio wedding in the South, wasn't it? There was no television at that time, so it was uh, quite something to get excited over, we thought. It's <laughs> nothing, you know. Any regrets at all? Not a one, no, sir. Mm-hmm. I have seven lovely children, and I have 21 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. And uh, we just had a wonderful life and uh, still having a wonderful life. Are some of them with you today for your golden anniversary? Uh, well, they've been in and out. We had a party last Sunday, and they were all here. We had about 75 here all together. And uh, then um, I've had two of them by this morning. Part of them live in Florida. There's one, two live in Atlanta, one lives in Maryland. They're scattered about. But so we're here for them, and we're, we're very happy with them. Well, WGST has changed a little bit since uh, since you were married on it. Uh, have you been Have you been by to visit at all lately? I haven't been up to Atlanta for about three years, and I haven't been by WGST. My son said you had moved from where you used to be. Yeah, we're in a in an office building now. Oh well, I didn't know. He said you had moved, and I have a son that lives in uh, Melbourne, and I have a brother in Decatur, and I have a couple of sisters, one in Decatur and one in uh, on, on North. Ms. Ethan, with um, with all of the changes that have that have happened since uh, since the time you were married, uh, would you still get married on the radio today? Well, I would if I had to do it. <laughs> sure would. It was real nice. We we really enjoyed it. We sure did. A lot of Did you hear from a lot of people afterwards? Uh, yes, I had a lot of people uh, wrote me, and then I've had people in and out, and then I've had uh, our pictures wall and tape. I had some clippings, but they're they've gotten misplaced. Children went 
the north side high school. Of course, they were all well, uh, well known over there. And so we just have a lot of friends up there. Well, I think you've made a few more. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. J.B. Eason, who were married 50 years ago today on WGST, when it was playing a little more music than it does now. Mrs. Eason and, and Mr. Eason, thank you so much for being with us. And since you were married on the air, it's, it's a delight to help you celebrate your, um, your 50th anniversary on the air with us. Certainly, thank you, and we appreciate you giving us this chance to go back over it again. It means so much to us. Well, we had a good time, and uh, next for your 75th anniversary, why don't we do it again? All right, we sure will. <laughs> and that was a recording of the Eason's being interviewed there by radio station WGST in honor of their 50th wedding anniversary. Thanks to Wendy Heap for that recording. Well, during the year 1926, a total of five American shortwave broadcasting stations were on the air, though generally with relay programming from their medium-wave parent station, as was the case back then. These transmitters were located at Forest Hills, Pennsylvania, Westinghouse 8XK with 30 kilowatts, Schenectady, New York, General Electric 2XAD and 2XAF, with 25 kilowatts and 40 kilowatts. Harrison, Ohio, using a Crosley 8XAL with 100 watts, and Boundbrook, New Jersey, an RCA transmitter WJZ or WJZ with 25 kilowatts. Ray Robinson has more details on American shortwave stations on the air in 1926. Thanks, Jeff. In addition to the relay of regular programming from KDKA, Shortwave 8XK made a series of shortwave broadcasts to Australia during the month of October 1926. These broadcasts were arranged by the Melbourne-based radio magazine Listener In, and they were rebroadcast live by amateur station 3SW on 250 metres, 1200 kHz, medium wave. Also during the year 1926, General Electric was operating nine transmitters, eight shortwave at South Schenectady and one medium wave near the downtown studios of WGY. There were occasions when all shortwave transmitters were on the air simultaneously. In January, a special shortwave broadcast on 7160 kHz carried a relay of programming from medium wave WOC in Davenport, Iowa, and that was even before young Ronald Reagan, subsequently President of the United States, was an announcer on station WOC. Other successful relays of WGY shortwave programming were carried by the BBC network of medium wave stations in England. As a radio magazine stated in 1926, quote, At the present time, the following stations may be heard on the air with broadcast programs from the studio of WGY. There was 2XAG on 379.5 metres, 790 kHz medium wave, 2XK on 109 metres, 2752 kHz short wave, and 2XAF on 41.55 metres, 7220 kHz shortwave. Telegraph or continuous wave signals are put out from 2XAZ on 214 metres, 1400 kHz medium wave, 2XAC on 80 metres, 3750 kHz shortwave, 2XAD on 21 metres, 14285 kHz shortwave, and 2XAW on 15 metres, 20,000 kHz shortwave. 
two XAH operating on 1560 meters, 192 kHz long wave, was undergoing changes in design, but has been on the air. Unquote. Around the same time, in October 1926, when Westinghouse was on the air with special programming for Australia, the main two General Electric transmitters in Schenectady also broadcast a similar series of shortwave programming to Australia. The GE programming from WGY, 2XAD and 2XAF was rebroadcast live by the first commercial medium wave station in South Australia, 5DN in Adelaide. In addition, the medium wave experimental station 6WF, 1500 miles distant in Perth, Western Australia, also picked up the same programming live off-air. The Crossley transmitter station at Harrison, Ohio, carried the regular programming from the Cincinnati medium wave studios of WLW. During the year 1926, Powell Crossley announced the purchase of medium wave station WARC in Medford Hills near Boston, Massachusetts, with the intended plan to program the distant station with a shortwave feed from WLW-8XAL. However, that projected shortwave relay was never implemented. Towards the end of World War I, RCA had taken over the usage of the German-constructed communication station WGG at Tuckerton, New Jersey. During the year 1923, RCA co-installed a 20-kilowatt Morse code transmitter at Tuckerton for use in experimental transmissions on shortwave under the callsign WGH. The Tuckerton experimental transmissions were on the air for nearly three years. However, in 1925, RCA commissioned a new transmitter site at Bound Brook, also in New Jersey. Initially, two duplicate transmitters were installed, apparently rated at 25 kilowatts each, though they could also be operated at a lower power level. In addition, the second of these two transmitters was modified so that it could also operate on shortwave, though at a lower power level. The RCA shortwave transmissions were not intended for general listener reception, but rather as a program feed to England and elsewhere for relay on local medium wave stations. The shortwave relay from WJZ Medium Wave began officially on January 1st, 1926. Because that program relay was made from the modified second medium wave transmitter at Boundbrook, RCA didn't register any additional call sign for the shortwave transmissions. That transmitter was already licensed under the call sign WJZ. So for 18 months in 1926 and into 1927, the WJZ call sign was the only one used for all of the RCA broadcasts on shortwave. Back to you, Jeff. Let's go now to Henry Umbatai in the Philippines with his DX report for January. Happy New Year, everyone. Hello, dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are. Welcome to the, the January 8th edition of the Philippine DX. This report number 190. I'm Henry Umbatai in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending the reception report recently, Mr. Douglas Copland in Manitoba, Canada, Mr. Richard Lumke in Alberta, Canada, and Mr. Jan Sarko Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception logs for December 2022, December 5, Voice of Korea, 
9975 in Russian from Guchang at 081809. SAO 434. December 5, KBSO Ratio 9770 in English from Kimchi at 0812. SAO 433. December 5, KBSO Ratio on 9570 in Korean from Kimchi at 0814. SAO 443. December 5, KBSO Ratio on 7275 in Japanese from Kimchi. At 0815 SIO 444. December 6, Voice of America on 12080 in Korean from Tinang. At 1211 SIO 330. December 6, KTWR, Transworld Radio on 12040 in Burmese, Primary of Guam. At 1208 SIO 330. December 6, Radio Taiwan International on 11915 in Indonesian from Pauchong. At 12.16, SIO 4.30, December 6, China Radio International on 11.925 in Filipino from Kunming Aning. At 12.20, SIO 4.4, December 9, KCBS Pyongyang on 11.68, here in Korean from Kangchi. At 7.13, SIO 3.43, December 9, China Radio International on 17.735 in Indonesian from Kunming Aning. At 0836, SIO 555, December 9, Radio Farda on 17530 in Persian, Pamudan At 0840, SIO 444, December 9, Radio New Zealand International on 13755 in English, from Rajitaki. At 0845, SIO 323, December 18, Vatican Radio on 9580 in Vietnamese. From Tinang at 2347, SIO-433. And December 8, Voice of Vietnam on 9635 in Vietnamese. From Hanoi Sontai at 2349, SIO-555. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to PilipinasDX at gmail.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-S-D-X for PilipinasDX at gmail.com. This has been Henry Obadai for Wavescan in Bacolod City. Negros Occidental Central Philippines sa buhay at maraming salamat. Thank you, Henry. As we begin this new year 2023, listener Sutomo Huang of Indonesia sent the following montage of New Year greetings in many different languages. See how many of these you can identify. Sanatan Jadida Tan Saida Chistita Nova Gudina Sanin Fila Shinyan Kwila Shastni Novirok Gott Luda Holokach New Yar Manigong Bagong Taon Huva Uta Wata Bonani Frohes Neues Jahr Kalibrotochronia. Shanatova. Nea Salmu Barako. Boldogu Evet. 
feliz ano novo. Să ai un an nou fericit. S novum gonem. Feliz año nuevo. Siku ya furaha ya mwaka mpya. Gott nitor. Suksan wan bimai. Mutlilash. Nia sal mubariko. Chuk mung nam mai. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year from all of us here at WaveScan to all of you around the world. Thanks to everyone for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, back to the radio scene again in Nepal and our Bangladesh DX report. We end today with Western piano music by Wendy Heap's grandfather, J.B. Eason, who uh, we heard earlier in the program today. Uh, it's J.B. Eason and Moses Moreno on the piano and the marimba, respectively. Introduced here by J.B. Eason. The following record is a novelty musical number done by Moses Moreno and J.B. Eason. It is a marimba with piano accompaniment. This record was made in 1967 in the home of Moses Marina, who owned a big uh, Deegan four and a half octave marimba. Now Moses will be playing the marimba and J.B. Eason doing the piano accompaniment.
Wavescan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, KVOH in Los Angeles, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to QSL at awr.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. <laughs>